When you're splitting hairs with Mr. Clean, it's like getting head from a guillotine. Welcome, one and all, to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined, as always, by the sexiest man in podcasting, Scott Haskin. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Oh, I thought you were going to say John Mariano. Uh, no, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks. I got. Uh, I always wonder when you start the show, because I don't know the Aerosmith catalog that well, uh, I always wonder if these are things you made up or if you just picked some lyric from the song. And I honestly feel like it could go either way. You know what? I'm going to take credit for that one because I really like that line. But no, that actually comes from an Aerosmith song, Shut Up and Dance, which was the uh, second song we covered. Yeah. Oh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> and uh, joining us, as always, is the grumpiest man in podcasting, John Mariano. How you doing, John? Oh, go fuck yourself, Corey. There we go. Perfect. That's what I was hoping for. I have missed you guys. It's been about a week and a half since we've gotten together and recorded, and uh, some things just never change. It's all pent up and coming out today on the show. Boy, is it. You know what never changes, Corey? What? The Knapsack Network. Yay. Let me tell you a little something about this thing. It's a it's a home for the blathering with Ken Knapsack, Saturday Night Knapsack, and so much more. The Blathering is an off-the-cuff, from-the-heart and head podcast from comedian Ken Knapsack. It's it's written, produced, directed, you, you know, performed by and everything by, by the co-creator of Force Center, the Knapsack Files, and Pop Rock and Radio, Ken Knapsack. Um, go, go to your local uh, podcast distributor and download it today. Absolutely. He's a one-man show, and he's currently enjoying London, I believe, for Star Wars Celebration. Is that correct, John? I see London. I see France. I see Ken Knapsack's underpants. You wish, my friend. You wish. Uh, he, he's engaged. Uh, Scott, uh, since John did his copy, did it so, so well, that means it's your turn to run down the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. I'm confused by the professionalism. <laughs> uh, before before I get into that, I actually have a couple of uh, bits of house cleaning that we need to discuss. Um, and then I'll read the, the podcast list because that's very important. But first, uh, you guys, when you did a recent episode of Backtracks Theme Music, which is a fantastic show that everybody should be listening to, you guys had covered a song sung by the greatest psych out in basketball, Steve Perry. And you mentioned me and you were concerned that I might be upset about a specific lyric in the song, Don't Stop Believing." I was growing up in Detroit when the song came out. And there is the line, uh, born and raised in South Detroit. Uh, and as you guys mentioned on the show, there is no South Detroit. That is correct. There's, I mean, there's a South every city, but there's no South Detroit. What we did have, oddly enough, was an East Detroit, and that was it. We didn't have a North or a West or a South. We just had Detroit and East Detroit, uh, which they wanted to stop associating with the crime, so they changed it to East Point. Uh, but I appreciate your concern, and to, to clear your worries... I want you guys to be able to sleep tonight. I am not offended. Well, I know Which, I was losing sleep over it, and I know John is always worried about if he ever offends anybody. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm really disappointed that you're not offended. Like that, that was one of the things I was aiming for. So all, all you've done tonight, Scott, is uh, disappoint me. Well, we're just getting warmed up. I'm sure I'll be able to do that at least once or twice more. 
I'll get to my other piece of business after I read this amazing list of podcasts in the Deep Dive Podcast Network, starting with my two co-hosts here. John and Corey do a show called Backtracks Theme Music. Mark and our friend, our friend Mark Kameyer and Corey do another show called And the Podcast Will Rock. Then I do a show called Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, back for two more seasons, 39 more episodes, uh, gobble them up while they're there, which will be until the end of time. We have the Deep Purple Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, In the Lap of the Pods, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, the ultimate Aussie podcast. I have to say that like I'm in the WWE. We have Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, the Judas Priest cast, North by South podcast, So Far, So Pod, So What, Tom Petty Project, Seaside Pod Review, and Volume for All. And we have the Rock Roulette podcast in our newest addition to the Deep Dive Network regarding Lulu. But we also have a couple of friends that are not part of that network. We have Eric at Booked on Rock, and we also have Sean and Todd at the Meek the Geeks, Inc. podcast. That's right, Sean Geek and uh, Fast Fret. Uh, boy, you did a good job too, Scott. Uh, I like how you guys up the professionalism here with the copy reads. John, did you notice how Scott kind of upped his game just to try and match you there? I just wanted to get through it really fast because I, I, I'm trying to get the show done. I understand. Well, you know what happens when you when you play tennis against somebody and they're better than you, you kind of automatically up your game. John John laid the line down. He set the challenge. He's in rare form tonight. I like this. Uh, you know, he must something must be going right for Mister Mariano in his personal life that he's in such good spirits here this evening. Um, baseball season started. There you go. That works. Uh, I had I had four fantasy baseball drafts. I don't know if anybody listening does the fantasy baseball drafts. We, we, we had one of those drafts go over eight hours, and that wasn't even the worst one. Wow. We had another one where, where a guy um, managed to sign up for two teams, and I was at my daughter's um, con- concert. So the draft, had, the draft room had opened, and the way Yahoo works, that's what we use is Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Um, it, lo- it locks all the teams once the draft starts, so you can't delete one. So we have one dead team that I spent like – almost an hour during the draft, pausing the draft, undrafting the same player that got auto-drafted over and over again. Everyone wanted to kill me. I'm like, it's not my fault. This guy's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And the Yankees are doing well to to start the season, so you must be pretty happy. It's the way the baseball season works. It's such a minuscule, like, thing. People get, like, too excited or or too upset about what happens in April. Baseball is six months long. It's 162 games. If you if you're so excited about four games into the year, five games into the year, whatever we are right now, and you're like, and you, or you're so down, like your team's never gonna win. It's like you don't understand the sport. I was just so, trying to hand you something nice, John, to 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 cheer up your miserable existence, and you just took it and you threw it on the ground and you pissed on it. It's not my fault. You Canadians don't understand the American pastime. That was actually invented in Canada. Oh, wait, that's I, basketball. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe a word you're saying. Did you know that Canada's pastime is not hockey? It's curling, isn't it? It's not curling. No. Anybody know? Anyone? Making snowmen? Football? Uh, Technically not a sport. What's that, John? Football? No, not football. Lacrosse. Uh, I was going to go with cricket. Really? (laughs) Lacrosse is Canada's official sport, yes. I did not know that. There's a little education for you. Is there a country that is more involved in curling than Canada, though? 
a good question. I think there's probably some some European countries there where it snows quite a bit. I think like you know Sweden, they do a lot of curling in Sweden. Denmark, mm-hmm. Nor Norway, they do a lot of curling. Interesting. It's kind of popular in America too. You guys haven't tried curling? I have not. No, I we we used to watch it um, because we in you know when I was in Detroit, not South Detroit, but Detroit. Um, we used to get the Canadian station C, uh, CBC, I think the Canadian broadcast or CBN Canadian broadcasting CBS. network, CBC. CBS and, um, CBC, CBC. Yeah. we used to watch curling on a fuzzy dialed in version of the CBC and never understood the sport. I, I get the gist of it now, but growing up, I, I didn't under, it just looked really funny. Well, we need a team now. Uh, we're going to get, you know, if you in South Detroit, which is Windsor, Ontario, they do a lot of curling. So uh, I, I've curled before. I'll be the skip. Uh, Scott, you can be the lead because you don't even know how to play this the sport. Uh, yeah. John, you could be the the hard throwing second. We just need someone to play third. We got ourselves a team. I, I'm just glad you didn't volunteer me to be the puck. Uh, no pucks in curling. Uh, uh, stones, actually. Oh, stone, stone. Yeah. yeah. See, that's how good I am at sports ball. <laughs> well, let me ask you though: is, is curling one of these sports like when you beat the other team? Do it, like whatever position I'm playing? Do it. Do I get to teabag the loser? Uh, technically, no. But I mean, curlers are pretty open to anything. After you shake hands, it's all bets are off. So, yeah, uh, like I, I, I kind of want it to be unwilling, but I'm okay if it's willing. Like I just, I feel like that should be one of the things. Like rather than like some sports have trash talk. We just watched WrestleMania that has like trash talk, and you get people with garbage cans and stuff. Right. I feel like curling. It would be very appropriate. To like teabag your victim when, and I don't want them to be called losers. I want them to be called the victim. You can tell you're lose. from New York. Like, don't you just teabag people on a regular basis there? No, no, no. It's usually it's usually too honestly. It's usually too humid most months here in New York. It, you know, pe- people don't seem to get that. If you try to teabag somebody, right? It's just cruelty, right? Because you got you got you got that swamp ass going on, mm. and it's it's just unkind. See, on the curling ice, they'd be a little chilled. So, yeah, it could be a pleasant experience. I was going to say maybe we could get somebody from Aerosmith to be our fourth, but I don't know that they they would want to be doing that. What What's more rock and roll than teabagging your opponent when you kick the shit out of them? <laughs> hey, but you brought up Aerosmith. Uh, last time I checked, this is an Aerosmith show. Maybe we should talk about them for a little bit. Uh, currently on our dice, that's right, if you haven't heard the show before, uh, we roll a dice. We got six selections on there. Uh, whatever we roll, that's the song we play and we talk about. So let's run down what is currently on the dice. We have Jaded, You See Me Crying, Hole in My Soul Live from a Little South of Sanity, My Fist, Your Face, Love Three Times, and Poor Little I'm Down from Permanent Vacation. Uh, currently the, the longest uh, member of the, the dice. It's been on there for the last uh, two and a half years. Uh, so who knows? We always say tonight's going to be the night. I'm not even going to say that this time because it's probably not going to be. Uh, so let's start with Scott. Scott, out of those six selections, uh, don't include I'm down. It's just too sad. Out of those five selections, what would you like to hear? Well, this this goes to my other bit of housekeeping because I realized the value of being a guest is that you're guaranteed one of the songs that you have brought to the dice is going to be picked. When you become a cast part of the, you know, the the panel, so to speak, uh, you have a one in three chance. And the dice has not liked me since I have joined as a permanent member. We have not drawn a song once since I've been on the show. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to manifest. You see me crying. All right, John. 
Um, I'm down. Are you down? I think we're all down. No, we're not doing. I'm down. It's 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 just too sad at this point. No, I'm I'm gonna keep picking. I'm down till I'm right. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go with Scott. I'm gonna pick. You see me crying. We we need a Scott tune. Thanks, uh, guys. Either one of those two. Let, let's get a Scott tune out there. Okay, here we go. Steven Tyler's warming up the pipes and. Toss of the and we roll love three times. A John Mariano selection from music from another dimension. About as far eat, away from Scott's choices as we could get. Eat a dick, Scott. Eat a dick. <laughs> I love how this is a competition to John. Every time one of his songs comes up, it's like, fuck you. I win. I'm just After glad you hear that the song, you may not agree. I'm, I'm just glad that we're doing this remote and there will be no teabagging. Oh, he, he can teabag that camera and you might get a view that you weren't <laughs> expecting. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good point. Corey, thanks for the idea. Oh, shit. I hate you, Corey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, this is Love Three Times from Music from Another Dimension. This was not uh, a single, according to my list here, uh, meaning uh, if this is going to earn a spot, on the mixtape, it's going to be on the deep cut side. Uh, I'll run through those uh, selections currently on there for you here tonight. We have Rats in the Cellar, Move It Out, No More, No More, Girl Keeps Coming Apart, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy, Seasons of Wither, Permanent Vacation, Magic Touch, and Combination. Uh, I know you guys haven't heard a lot of uh, Aerosmith uh, from like 97 on. Scott hasn't heard a lot of Aerosmith at all. Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be a first time listen for both of you here? Uh, yes, for me. Yeah, very safe. All right, here we go. Let's just get right into it, folks. This is Love Three Times from Music from Another Dimension. There is nothing wrong with your perception of reality. Do not attempt to adjust the illusion. We control the harmonics. We control your emotions. We will move you to the left. We will move you to the right. We can reduce the volume to a whisper or increase it to a deafening roar. Now is the time to submit quietly. We control all you hear and feel. You are about to enter a great adventure and experience the awe and mystery from your ultimate fantasies to your deepest fears, from which you may never return. What kind of pretentious <laughs> horseshit was that? It, it, it's it, they get you a party and right off the hop, don't they? The typical Aerosmith intro. Yeah, it's a great dance song. Um, I I disagreed with the very first line talking about the perception of reality because clearly whoever wrote that line has never met John Mariano. I feel like all five of them just tried to stick their dick in my ear at the same time. Like I already hate this song and I haven't heard a lick of music from it yet. This okay, is this is a takeoff of something, isn't it? Was it from the '60s? The we control the, the vertical and the horizontal. There was some speech that was given on. Was that, uh, uh, and I'm just. Uh, was it the outer limits? Didn't they do something like that? It might have been the outer limits. Yeah, I feel like this is a take on that. Okay. Although yeah, how that relates to love, I don't know yet. 
Exactly. Or this album, I guess, music from another dimension is, is kind of a, a mm-hmm. takeoff on, on 50s, uh, you know, uh, monster movies. If you look at the uh, cover art for the album, too, it's very much a, an, an illustrated version of what an old 50s B movie uh, movie poster would look like. So. Be- before we get into the song, Corey, I, I got to ask you, how long is this thing? It's over five minutes, but we're already almost Jesus a Christ. In. It's 419 left. Holy shit. Yeah, five seventeen is the official runtime. But the first minute was that pretentious bullshit at the beginning. I'm sorry, everyone, but we have to listen to every one of their fucking songs, and this is apparently one of them. <laughs> it apparently is this, is. is this the album opener by chance? Okay, because that kind of would make sense if it was you know trying to tie oh, in is. that theme. Yeah. It is okay. So is, I, yeah. so I, I, now that I have a context, it's still stupid. But now that I have a context, at least I understand it. Yeah, it is the album opener. Uh, lyrics by Steven Tyler. Music by Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. Okay, well, musically, that's that's a pretty good start. If we can forget the first minute happened and and just kind of like take that as a separate song, as like a, a a ramp up for the album, and just starting with the music, that's actually a pretty good groove. Musically, I really liked what was happening. But to paraphrase one of my favorite movies of all time, you lost me at hello. <laughs> I thought you were going to give the line from Jaws four when the shark screams. I mean that 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 would also be appropriate, but no, no. Like if I were Renee Zellweger and Jerry Maguire walked into the house and the first thing he did was say say hello like that, I would have been like, "You lost me at hello," and that would have been the end of the movie. Get the fuck out of my house! And then Secret Garden can play as he walks to the cab, defeated. Yeah. <laughs> A much different film. Now, I don't know instruments. We've kind of established that on this show. Like, that's not just a bit. Like, I, I am not musically inclined. I am not. But is Steven Tyler one of the greatest rock singers of all time, auto-tuning this entire song? There's definitely some vocal effect on there. Like he had, like, a, a fuzz box almost quality at some point that, that he was singing through. But there's definitely some some vocal shenanigans it, happening on that, right? It sounds like, Scott... Yeah. Uh, is this a thing? Like, do, do lead singers sing into a wah pedal? Like, what is happening here? They can. Um, there's all kinds. Of, I mean, you can you can run a voice through any effect that you can run a guitar through. Um, you can put a wah pedal. You could put a flanger, a delay, anything at all. Um, I definitely feel like there's a couple of layers of vocals that they're trying to create, like a a really unearthly sound, and maybe cover up these god awful lyrics. Which we haven't even got to yet. You're going to find out why. Because uh, when John originally uh, picked this song, he called it Love Triple X, because that's how it's spelled uh, on the track listing. L-U-V, Love, X-X-X. But it's not until you get to the chorus, they realize it's uh, Love Three Times a Day. 
is, is the line. So it's love three times. Well, I mean, in the in the old days when you could go to those theaters and you'd, you know, they'd be kind of dark and you'd hope that no one you knew was there and they just had the three X's out. Like I could see why John's attracted to that that title. But uh just just listening to the bridge, uh, which is all we've heard really uh vocally so far, um, stop it. <laughs> Don't you guys have those theaters still uh, in America? Uh, I well, if uh, we don't have any here, we had one in, when I lived in Denver, but uh, I think that's gone. They were they were like Times Square was the capital for them, and they moved them like a block over. And I think a lot of people just couldn't find them once they moved them. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how well they're doing now, but but like at, at some point, like Times Square, it was like the central hub for like all of that. And, and, and you move things a block in New York city and you have no idea what the hell is going on. So now Times Square is just filled with uh, sad guys in trench coats, just wandering around all depressed. <laughs> no, they turned it into like a children's playground. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's so great. It's like, as if you, as if you took like, you, you know, it was the Valley or whatever in, in, in California where they shoot all the porn. And you're like, mm. you know what, we're going to knock that down and build Disneyland. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna move we're gonna move it like one block over and have have like the porn capital of the world one block away from Disneyland and that's kind of New York City. That's God awesome. bless America. I thought the song was Love Triple X. No, it's Love Three Times. We just went through that, John. Were you not listening? No, I was listening, but I didn't believe you. Oh, no, it's it's true. But, but, but this is this is objectively a terrible title for a song. Like you should say, this, it's love true. three times. This yeah. is you your pick, say, love triple X. I just wanted to get it out of the way because I know we have to listen to every song off of this album at some point. And you, and you keep stopping this one eight seconds in. Let's keep going for a little bit so we can get it over with. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Steve, I, I love Steven as a lyricist, but my God. Uh, love three times a day and get yourself back into the jam. Love three times a day. There ain't no other way. It's in your DNA. Let everybody know who you am. That's like a Frank Zappa line because he would he would uh, twist words like that all the time. I, I don't love Steven Tyler as a lyricist. I think he has some really good lines here and there, but when he does that, I have to rhyme all four lines the same way. It's usually just filled with such crap to get it to end right that the lines themselves kind of seem pointless to me. I really wish he would partner with someone else to kind of sit down and go, okay, here's your idea. Now let's take it to another level. Let's make them better. Well, he has uh, Desmond Child, Marty Fredrickson. Uh, he's worked with all sorts of uh, different uh, songwriters to help him out. So, Where was Desmond Child on this one? Yeah, not on this one. This is all Steven Tyler, baby.
Don is just shaking his head, looking miserable. We open the sh- song with hello, and now we have goodbye, and it's it, it's like it's almost like they play on the Beatles in the shittiest way possible. Well, he, he's he's painting a picture. Uh, it's not he's, a good one. It, it's one of those shitty paint by numbers, and he's using finger paint, but he's painting well, a picture. No, no, no. He's paint by numbers is way better than this dude, <laughs> right? Like, like paint by numbers is essentially what Bob Ross made a career out of, and we're not going to disparage him on no. this show. Nope, not happening. Right? But uh, I will say, Joey Kramer's drums. Thumbs up. Oh, I like yeah. That big heavy drum sound. Musically, I really dig it. it it's such a great groove and um, the drums sound fantastic. Uh, the mix is really good. I'll, I'll give it credit there. Uh, but as usual, I'm just having a hard time with the words. Am I am I getting the story right that it's basically, ooh, baby, come here. I want you. Uh, all right, get out. I, I think so. Yeah, because now it's goodbye. Nice of you to stop over uh, before you do all over. Yeah. Yeah, he's not really telling a story in this one. But we have a line about pudding coming up. That'll be fun. Oh, good. They're clearly at the point in their career where they should just stop writing songs. Yeah, maybe. Just just, just let Desmond Child write them an album and they'll just perform (laughs) it. We have two diabetics on the show. Let's sing about pudding. (laughs) I'm ready for some pudding, actually. If I'm going to die due to my diabetes, I want it to be death by pudding. Let's go out happy. That's exactly. Sorry, what's that? I said, that's what got Wilfred Brimley. He's still alive, though, isn't he? Uh, is he? Holy cow. I, I thought he was maybe still alive. He's still holding on. No, that dude, that dude was old when he was young. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, he died in 2020. Right died yeah. in 2020. So not that long ago. Was it yeah, pudding? I don't know if it was pudding. It is in my head canon now. The poor guy had the diabetes. Yeah. Kidney condition. Mm. Darn. R.I.P. Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, R.I.P. You're a hero. Yeah. Let's get back to this shitty song. Hate is so passe and get yourself back into the jam. Like, fuck off. I uh, want to believe that he was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when he wrote this. Uh, me too. <laughs> That's the only way I'm going to forgive these lyrics. I got to get myself back into the jam. Was this uh, okay? So let's let's uh, let's set the right scene. Where was the band at when they wrote this? Was this during a drug time? Was this during a sober time? What what was happening? Well, this would have been um, after American the Cock Block and Ready to Rock tour, uh, 2011. Remember uh, Stephen. Uh, fucked off to do American Idol. Nobody liked that. Yeah, uh, but but then they kind of got back together and they knocked out some tunes. I I don't know where this one came from. If it came from like a different session that they just kind of spruced up, uh, or th- this could be one of the brand new ones. I'm not exactly sure, but um, the band doesn't really like each other anymore. And around this time, they definitely didn't really like each other either. I wonder if one of the other band members wrote the lyrics to this song and slipped them in Steven's book, signing his name to them and made him think that he wrote them. And then he sang them and he's like, all right, just put my name on the song. (laughs) Well, if anybody ghost wrote this, it's Joey Kramer. How how much longer do we have? Oh, we got 219 left. (laughs) Okay. Let's try to give everybody a nice stretch of song right now. 
All right, we're going to go at least a minute here. You guys so, ready? So everybody, if you want to skip ahead a minute, we'll be talking in about a minute. Okay, yeah, here we go. All right, that was one minute. Uh, I, I did find a, a tidbit on this uh, song. Steven Tyler described Love Three Times as Beatlesque, and it also includes backing vocals from John Lennon's son, Julian Lennon. Everyone's making oh. a face right now on the call, like, eesh, Beatlesque, really? He, is he talking about, like, the bugs? <laughs> it, it, it was, I mean, in, in fairness, we just told everybody to fast forward a minute. That was probably the best stretch of this song. There, there I agree. Was be. The, the guitar yeah, solo was really good. Yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and 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 and, and, and Joe, Joe, Joey's drums are are on point, yes. right? And this was probably um, vocally Stephen's best work on this song. I'm not giving him credit because vocally over the course of his career, not his best work, but easily his best work in this song happened within that last minute. I think this is another case of we have a really good bit of music because I, 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 I don't have any complaints about the song musically. I think it's fantastic, uh, especially this part right here where we're at, I really love the drum beat, um, love the guitar solo. It's it's usually the lyrics that make me not like an Aerosmith song. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I, I'm on the opposite side because I, I usually like a lot of Steven Tyler lyrics, but he is phoning it in hard uh, on yeah. this one here. Uh, and we, we still got a lot of really bad shit coming up, including some meows and hot monkey sex on a hot tin roof. So let's get back into it. So that section there where Steven is buried in the mix a little bit worked really well when he's not yeah. up front, right? Like he actually sounded good. And uh, I, I dug that section of the song. Yeah, that was good. And and I like the uh I like the drum beat there. It's very different. It's not something that I've heard before. It's it's really fresh and innovative. Um yeah, I, I I'm gonna give a double thumbs up to Joey Kramer on the song. Killing it, absolutely. Um the St. Louis Cardinals have an outfielder named Lars Mutebar this year. I feel like that's a more interesting thing to talk about than than um, a lot of the stuff that's happening in the song right now. But, but John, but, hot monkey sex is coming. I don't care. 
Does oh, does he have high heels and swirls, whatever swirls are? No, his name is Lars Newtbar. But he's he he he's not named after a candy bar. His name is a candy bar, and I cannot wait for it to come out. Hey, Reggie Jackson had a bar. Right. No, but like the Reggie bar, like there's nothing in Reggie Jackson's name that it makes him sound like a candy bar. True. Lars Newt Bar. If I said to you, hey man, I just got that new Lars Newt Bar, you'd be all over that. I, you wouldn't even ask me what's in it. I just eat it. It, so. it worked for Babe Ruth. His parents named him after the uh, Baby Ruth candy bar. So, <laughs> Which came first, the bar or the player? The player. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I mean, they wanted to hold him and and hug him and call him George. I I don't even know sports ball, and I know that. Yeah. Scott, aside from being the sexiest man in podcasting, also the resident sports expert on the panel, <laughs> as 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 John Mario on as John Mariano is to music and instruments, I am to sports ball. Right. Coming soon to the Backtracks family, Scott Center. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't wait for that one. That's going to be a good one. Love three times. I got to ask. It's the same old putting in the tain. What the hell is a tain? I don't know. He 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 wanted to say taint, and it didn't rhyme or whatever he wanted to do with his scheme there. He needed something that went with name, and what's the closest I could get is tain. Oh my goodness! Because even putting in the taint doesn't sound very inviting either. No, I don't think it's supposed to be. I think I think it's like somebody somebody took a. Dump during anal. No, okay. So I I googled it. Oh, because I had to know, and uh, it is a noun. It is a thin tin plate. Okay, I I am going to ask our listeners this. As this episode comes out, you know, you know Corey will tweet it. Scott will promote it on Instagram and Facebook. If you come across our promotion for this particular episode. Everybody take a vote. Is it some kind of tin can thing you put putting in, or is it an accidental happenstance after anal sex? Just just tweet at us and Instagram at us and message us and let us know. I think it's referring to the hot tin roof line about the monkey, but then I think it just could be completely random and not mean anything at all. Well, well, it's something that rhymes with name. It's oh, not, that's true. That's not a line about a monkey. That is a line about monkey sex. Yeah. Right? Uh, which yes. which which I feel like is skewing more and more towards my anal sex argument here, Scott. I could go with that. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I think it's just that he's he's like, okay, uh, look in the thesaurus, everything that, that has an A-I-N sound. Uh, what do you got? Okay, I can make a couple lines out of that. So, so, so can, can, can we cut through the suspense? There's no way this piece of shit's making it onto a mixtape. I don't care if we had like nine more sides, right? Oh, no. This is <laughs> taking place. So the girl keeps coming apart for sure. 
All right, that's one vote for <laughs> no. no. Okay, wait. If we're if we're voting, I wouldn't even take the movie off for this. Ooh. Oh my god, that shot's fired. So I'm gonna go to limb John and say you're not putting this on your nasty cut section of uh, side D. I'm I'm putting this. Look, this doesn't belong on the D side. That's how bad the song is. And the D side's pretty desperate. <laughs> and Scott, uh, your thoughts? Well, let me put it this way. So I I have my list of all the the songs that we've listened to because I don't know them backwards and forwards. I color code them. I have read for songs I hate, like Pink and Sheila. Uh, I have marked this in red three times just to really get the essence of it. Um, I think this, you know, but it it's a shame. I don't want to be too mean because musically, again, musically, this song is fantastic. I would love to see Aerosmith come back with a, a new lyricist and rewrite some of this stuff and take this great music and re-record some of these songs and make them great songs. Yeah, I'm kind of on par with you. Uh, I, I really dug the music. Uh, there are certain sections I really liked, but yeah. Uh, lyrically, uh, vocally, uh, this thing doesn't work for me. So it's not going on any of the mixtapes. Uh, song 59, Love Three Times, goes bye-bye. It sucks three times a day. But that was a John Mariano choice, which means you have to replace it on the die, my friend. Uh, what kind of mood are you in? What do you think after hearing that song? So I'm I'm honestly between two two songs right now. Um, I definitely want to go with something a lot more classic. I want to, I think, I went from one extreme. I'm going to go to another extreme. Okay. I'm going to go all the way back to 1973, and I'm going to let Aerosmith write me a letter. Ooh. All the way back to the debut album, write me a letter. John Mariano's choice. For the die. So, yeah, we still got a lot of new on there. We have Jaded. Uh, we have Hold My Soul from Little South of Sanity. My Fish to Your Face from Done With Mirrors. And then You See Me Crying from Toys in the Attic. Write me a letter. New this week from the debut album. And I'm down. Still holding down the fort. Uh, you know what? I, oh, that poor thing. I feel so bad. Uh, well, uh, let's put a bow on this one. Uh, John, uh, why don't you uh, wrap things up for us nicely here? I mean, look. If you have a choice to listen to this song, just love three times, love triple X, or just run full speed into a brick wall, I apologize ahead of time for your concussion, but you made the right choice. All right, John, again, uh, leaving no doubt as to his feelings on a certain song. Uh, Scott, I know you got a ton of stuff on the go. Maybe uh, let the folks know all about it. Well, I'm just wondering if anybody's going to want to find me after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steven Tyler may not, but. He may not. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I don't think uh, he probably would want to anyway, after some of the things I've said, but uh, you know, I have a book series, albums, all kinds of stuff going on at uh, www.scotthaskin.com. I, I suppose I probably don't need to say the W's these days because it's just kind of assumed everything's going to start with three W's now. If I, if I, if it ends in a dot com. Well, you know, we have a lot of older listeners, so maybe you have to do the wah, wah, wah period. Scott Haskin, period. Um, why, why, why don't you just say, what, three times? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I can't top that. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to tip your waitress. We'll be here all week. That's all for Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. On behalf of John Mariano and Scott Haskin, my name is Corey Morrison. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, let's give the final word to Steven Tyler. Steven <laughs> Tyler.